0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast, where I bring you the best and brightest from the world of business, marketing, and personal growth to help you harness your inner tenacity and drive your career forward. Tribe, if you are as active as I am on LinkedIn, then you'll probably know my guest today, Sam Lister, as he has made quite a presence over the last year or so. And I connected with Sam about a year ago as he came on my radar and I loved his tenacity when he first jumped on the platform. It stood out to me immediately uh, we connected. We had a great phone call. I'm like, this dude's onto something. I'm really excited to watch his career journey and trajectory, and be there for him as a support. And for those of you that don't know him, Sam is the owner of Blank Slate Media, a videography agency helping brands grow through social media content. And he is the one, one of the killer young up and coming comers in this world of content creation. And he's relatively new to this, but he's really climbing the ladder there. Having graduated high school in the spring of 2018 and jumping straight into entrepreneurship. And we're certainly gonna talk about that. It's pretty freaking awesome. And after months of testing different ventures, everything from real estate, e-commerce, crypto. You caught that crypto bug, man. It was, (laughs) right, like I saw that too. I'm like, shit, do I need to jump on this Bitcoin thing, right? Am I gonna pay for my kid's college? Um, And a whole lot more, but he landed on video. Something that he feels passionate about, and that's consistent, and he's got this bug, and he's doing a great job of that. We'll certainly talk about it. And throughout this time, he was documenting his journey through video, but it wasn't until he really started creating content on LinkedIn uh, in April of 2018 that people started paying attention to him and paying him to make videos. And since April of 2018, he's been building this video agency ever since. Started with his iPhone X, and we'll talk about how easy it is, and everyone should start with that, and then reinvesting all of his money back into his company, which is such a critical early lesson to learn, to invest into yourself. And we're going to talk about him building his empire. He is an empire builder. I are going to talk about his tenacity. We're going to talk about content creation and a lot more. Sam Lister, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming on, man. That,
1: first off, was one of the most badass intros I've ever heard of myself, so I really appreciate that, and I'm super excited to uh, kick with you, Adam. So I'm I'm excited, and I appreciate you having me on.
0: Awesome. And Sam is part of this crazy Miliwake tribe uh, yes, of, of young up-and-coming influencers that are just creating, doing Making that's a hot spot right now. So let's start off here, right? Yeah. Could you please introduce yourself to my tribe? Tell us who you are and what you do best, man.
1: Yeah, you you really said it best. So my name is Sam Lister. I am currently twenty years old, and I run my own video agency, helping brands grow through social media videos. Um, so that ranges from startups to personal brands to Fortune 500 companies and everything in between. So essentially, we're just really passionate about distributing and creating content on the relevant uh, channels of communication nowadays, which is Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, all social medias.
0: That's, yeah, that's we, awesome. We create content for a living. That's how you do it. And where did you get this bug from? where did you get this content creation bug? And we're not even talking about video, right? Like, have you always been a creative type? Are you playing any music? Are you an artist? Like, where did this creator mindset come from?
1: Yeah. So I've always, I've always been creative. I've just never had really an outlet to release that creativity. So I've always loved like, small, like, school art projects, like, I just took, like, art class in, like, fifth grade and sixth grade, but, like, outside of that, I was very, like, math and science, um, I don't know what side of the brain that is, but very, like, analytical, very data-driven, um, but I kind of just, like, stuffed this creativity bug away for some time, um pretty much, like, all through my, like, high school, um, but then once I got into, like, more social media for the, like, the brand building side of things, and not just posting pictures of your friends on it, then I realized, like, oh i could create like i could mix my creativity that i've been stuffing like in in a box essentially and mix that with my voice and really create this ecosystem of content um, so i i got introduced to gary v probably like early 2018 and that's when i like really started digging into like oh i could use social media for good
0: right i mean his influence is insane like it really yeah. is that i mean he really is that 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 guy in our world, which is insane. I mean, listen, like I told you offline, like, you know, my I learned from him firsthand and it's incredible when you put that into practice. But let's talk about formal education for a minute. Right. Um, You graduated high school. Um, Are you in college now? Are you planning to go to college? What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I I'm currently not in college. I never plan on going to college as a student. I have spoken to multiple universities already. Um, I've essentially what would be my freshman to sophomore year of college. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely pl- don't plan on going. Um, but that doesn't mean that college is useless for a lot of people. It really like there is no one size fits all box. Exactly. Um. Even in, if you're going to school for entrepreneurship, like a lot of people tell you, yo, that's absolutely pointless and it's a waste of money. But like, I'm in no position to tell you that. I just know I would grow personally faster and more outside of the school setting. But some people, some people excel in a college setting. That's, that's amazing.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's fascinating too. I mean, in this day and age, I mean, I think about it too. Like what happens if I, like, I, I always had that business mindset when I, like when I was in high school, I was in the business club. I excelled in it. It was awesome. And back, I mean, listen, I'm, you know, 20 years older than you. Like back then, like it wasn't an option not to go to college. And you are in such an amazing place in society and and life right now where you have all this information at your fingertips where you can take advantage of it and you can learn real time in the world at a more accelerated pace than in college. You can prove that out financially, right? And we talk about it too. What's that ROI, right? Like unless you're going to a state school, it is so freaking expensive. So what? You're going to go to school for four years. You're going to come out of school $150,000 in debt. And what are you gonna yeah. take away from that? Right? Like right now you're getting on the job training. You're, built, you're learning how to build a company. You're taking your hits, you're having your wins, you're learning, you're testing, you're optimizing. And I think you are a great case study of why college is not um, you know, for everybody. So let's talk about launching your, your first company. Right? Yeah. started filming on an iPhone. Right? You started yes. filming content on it. You had no idea about editing. Was it all self-taught? Like, like yep. who, who, who like guided you? How did you learn? Let's talk about two things. One. How did you learn how to shoot and edit?
1: Okay. How did I learn how to shoot and edit? By just doing it and watching a lot of YouTube videos. So Peter McKinnon was one of the biggest um like filmmaker influencers i i got into um from an from an early stage so i started off with obviously gary v for actually creating the content and um like building my brand and uh telling my story through through videos essentially and then from a physical like videography standpoint peter mckinnon was one of my biggest like influencers that i watched and he's just a badass filmmaker um big big youtuber so that's that's how i like picked up on all of like little editing tricks and color correcting tricks and like all the nitty gritty editing stuff. Um, but yeah, it was just trial and error. I just kept going kept going, making hundreds of videos at a time. And if you do something all day long, you you learn
0: some stuff. Yeah, it's, a rep- <laughs> but- it's a repetition. It's a habit. Now, what about on the business sense too, right? Like, like you have no formal business training, right? No. You are approaching, you're, you're, you're creating, you're approaching like some brands and your pe- people who have established businesses, right? Like who is guiding you on this journey of actually building an organization?
1: Yeah. So that's something I've actually like been majority self-taught like in trial and error going through like, yo, this is how I file my LLC from, this is how I play, pay, um, like taxes and payroll taxes. And how do I set up payroll? So it like my, I would, I'm grateful enough that my um, uncle ran a big staffing agency back in the day. So he helped me with the legal structure to when I was very, um, when I was starting off. And then I got connected with like my my accountant, which is like an old, he's a few years older than me, but we went to the same high school. Um, So he helped me with like QuickBooks and all of the um, like back end accounting stuff. So it's just surrounding yourself by smarter people than you and just through trial and error. Like this year has been such an, unstructured not mess but it's unstructured testing testing ground of hey this is how you run a business for
0: the first one year. man right like it's, exactly. your, it's your one and you know what's funny too like you and i like you know we might be a few years apart but like myself and my journey as a business owner i'm two and a half years into my own business yeah and i work for major companies american express Series xm like big conglomerates right and now for the first time i have to balance my books do my legal stuff. Build my content, payroll, right? So I'm learning all this shit too on, on the job, right? And, and that's it, man. You got, it. you got to learn on the job. So let's talk about an early failure, an early lesson. Let's talk about, give me an example of a, a, something where you took a misstep, maybe you didn't do something the right way. And what lesson did you take away from it? Hiring too fast.
1: Um, I, got, I got carried away a little this summer. I was uh, just banking on projections we've made, uh, I, I would make, um, and then hired based on those projections without those actually going through and set in stone. Um, even though everyone has told me, don't hire too fast, don't hire too fast. I'm like, I got this. I didn't get that. And uh, yeah, I had to let some people go. Um, but again, that was, what you do. that's you
0: that's that's process you're, you're, of,
1: of building a company.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about your approach to two things. One, so you you, companies hire you to document Bradley. I want to talk about your own brand, right? The blank state media brand. What's your approach to creating content there? What's your strategy?
1: Yeah. So it's, it's very interesting because we're so small. Um, internally we only have a few guys. Um, so it's largely based on my personal brand. Like that is the reason why I've been able to get the clients. So, um, I know, I know my boys at the, at the misfits. So, Quentin, Eric, Izzy, all of them, they do a great job at growing their personal brands. And that that's essentially the top of the funnel of, hey, here's the crazy big personal brands. From there, they funnel in clients. Same with Gary Vee. Gary V. can charge three to four times more than anyone else because of his brand. So we take a similar approach. As I build my brand and as I grow personally, my business also grows. So it's, it's one and the same there. Um, but is that it works because we're so small right now, and it's very—it's sometimes hard to separate the two. Um, but yeah, just really, really focusing on growing personal brand—that's that's the main goal here. So
0: let's talk about that personal brand. What does that mean to you? What does personal brand mean?
1: Yeah, essentially, like your personal brand is just who you are. Like it's the message you convey to your to your customers. Um, there's there's not even like a there's not a there shouldn't be a distinction of real life and online. Like it's one and the same. It's it should be a fluid movement of content in your message. Like we're having this podcast right now. This should be the same messaging and information I'm, I'm spitting out to someone right. I would sit down with coffee or a video I would make. So yeah. how do you get that message um, conveyed through just different mediums? And that's, that's essentially what it is. So mine is centered around video and storytelling and entrepreneurship. Um Diving into more mental health type stuff, but yeah it's it's who you are um yeah, i love it how 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 are you looked at from from the outside
0: right, but you keep a personal side to yourself private right or you yeah, put everything out there
1: so I I put more things out there than I would say 98% of the other people on this on this planet. I try to be very transparent with my audience about my personal life and business life, but it didn't start that way. I started with just business. Like I would definitely hard separate the two. Um but now I'm trying to work more like yo this is what I'm going through personally. This is mental health issues and like struggles I'm going through because those struggles are so apparent to everyone. So I want to I want to give a voice to other people. And I want to create a platform to open up those conversations. I like, love it, man. It's okay to struggle.
0: I, I, absolutely. In, in any age, right? Like, so let's talk about mental health. Um, it, it's, it's more than a buzzword. And I think that there's a lot of people that throw around mental health uh, for the wrong reasons, right? To create yeah. attention, but the right people are doing it for awareness. Why does mental health resonate so strongly with you? Because I
1: am one that has put down my mental health, like, for the first probably nineteen and a half years of my life. Like I, I have always been looked at as the as a positive kid. Like, oh nothing nothing's wrong with Sam. And I'm not saying like I've had a crazy traumatic childhood or experiences because I haven't, but everyone goes through their own shit. Everyone goes through life and life is sometimes hard. Life is hard for a lot of people. So battling the the stigmas of quote unquote mental health and saying like yo, you, you only can see a therapist if you are clinically diagnosed with with X, Y, and Z and like, quote unquote, normal people, like everyone, again, everyone goes through stuff. So I want to essentially shine a light on, hey, it's okay to talk about these, these topics. And I'm not even going to say issues. Um, but the, the real issue is just the stigmas that Uh, mental health has around itself like
0: but yeah and i and i applaud you for bringing that um to attention so let's switch gears a little bit um you recently launched a podcast right and you're yep i think i read you're trying to do one a day you're trying to put out one podcast a day tell me about that journey what's a first and foremost what is the purpose of your podcast tell everyone what your podcast is all about Yeah, my
1: podcast is called Starting Blank, and it started off, uh, again, just business entrepreneurship, diving into the background of other creators and entrepreneurs, but now I'm pivoting it to more of a self-development podcast, Uh, obviously tying in entrepreneurship and business, but also tying in that mental health aspect. And really, I just want an all-encompassing self-development podcast of, hey, this is how you become a better human being. (laughs)
0: Love it. And what are some of the challenges you've had early on as a podcaster?
1: Um. I think the the structure of it I'm very unstructured, so obviously it's a it's a learning curve um same with video when I started. I had no idea how to make videos, so podcasting i was i've been on enough podcasts that like as a guest that I'm like okay, I, I have a comfortable feeling of how yeah, to you, talk for forty five minutes but one of the biggest struggles I've had like before podcasting is like staying present in conversations and really like Podcasts, you need to be fully present for 45 minutes or an hour long. Like you can't have your mind wandering because your guest feels that you feel that like, and it just creates a weird environment. So at the beginning, that was one of my biggest like concerns going into it. But it has really taught me how to stay present in the moment and stay present in the conversation.
0: That's a, that's a fantastic takeaway because that, that that doesn't come naturally to everybody. It's hard. Yeah. I mean, listen, I I've recorded up to seventy episodes, which is insane, and I could see my own progression as a podcast host. Where when I when I first started, I was do you know, do you know? First of all, you know that Q was my first guest. Q was number one. I did not know that. And here's the way it started out. It's a quick little story. Um, I had this idea in January of doing a podcast, right? But I didn't know what went into it. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm like, I'm going to do a beta test episode. So Q and I were connected over, over LinkedIn. And I said to him, I go, hey, would you be open to having our first conversation, our first networking chat over Zoom? And I'm just going to record it. And that's mm-hmm. episode one. There's no structure to it. It yep. literally is. I called him Quentin. He's like, no one hasn't called me Quentin in 20 years. You know, <laughs> the only my mom calls him that. And I learned my lesson quickly. I just call them Q these days, but that was episode one. And it kind of lit my fire and then we got it going. Um, And then I kind of went down this, I got this bug, man, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. I got this creation bug where I was like, Oh my God, I have this incredible network of people that I built up for a long time of everything from awesome young entrepreneurs like yourself all the way up to seasoned C-suite executives that have been my mentors and my leaders and now I'm going to take this network and I'm going to use this podcast as my canvas and showcase everybody and add value. And once I caught that bug, it got me going on booking and learning this journey of podcasting and the process too, the backend process the creative, the editing, building a team around me, figuring out how to scale. And now it's like, I would say right now, 2019, that it's like, it's my passion, man. I mean, in addition to the work that I do in recruitment and building my business, I love doing I love doing the podcast, man, and, and, I, and I get it, and I get your fire there. And I know I kind of went off on a tangent there, but hopefully um, that'll kind of help you continue the process there. Um, I want to go back to video, and LinkedIn's an incredible platform for videos, Snapchat, TikTok, and all that. But a lot of people are kind of hesitant, right? For one reason or another, they're shy, they don't, have, they don't like the way they look on camera, they don't know how to use the equipment. What advice would you give somebody who's a little bit hesitant, a little bit shy to, to start documenting via video?
1: everyone starts at zero everyone starts off super uncomfortable and awkward like you start off with what you have and it goes goes down to um being resourceful instead of like resourcefulness is so much more important than the resources you have and I can relate that to like even starting the business and um like growing my first clients getting my first clients with my iphone like I hated video like I absolutely hated video when I, when I first started, um, I was super comfortable public speaking from like a public standpoint. I spoke in front of my school, all of that. I'm comfortable. When I pointed that my phone at my face for the first time, I absolutely froze. It's intimidating, right? 17 to 20 takes just to knock out like a one minute video. And I'm like, wow, I hate this but you stay consistent and you just push through that and as you grow and as you learn you just get way more comfortable so now here we are a thousand videos later whatever it is i don't even know how many um a lot but yeah now now i'm comfortable in front of camera you're you're natural. still getting more comfortable as the time goes on it's it's just processing it's uh you just need to stay consistent at it.
0: It's absolutely so you're you're doing a great job on LinkedIn, man. You're you're killing Thank it. You, man. What, what what are what are what are some advice, some tactics to help people grow an audience and a community on LinkedIn?
1: Consistency, man. Consistency. Like I've seen so many creators that have hopped on super fucking hungry, super eager, but then they fall off in, in a month. And that's that goes with anything in life, but especially content creation. I've had a few few talks of creators like yo I tested this out for a month or two months or six months it's like stay consistent everyone starts at zero that's that's where I'm at, at with podcasts it's like okay I, w- I want to release um, like 30 podcasts this month I know like the traction won't be there like the first month it's my first month doing it but it's like I I know in 12 months those numbers will not be the same so it's just Absol- it's consistency I mean I
0: can tell I could tell you firsthand it's it's taken me up to pretty much episode, I just dropped episode 42 with Hala. It took me up until like the early 30 episodes to really, it was like this, this, and then it went like this. Yeah. Because you have to build that audience. You have to build that listenership, right? Like, unless you're a fucking celebrity man. Right? Yeah. Unless you're yeah. fucking The Rock coming on with the podcast. Like, you don't have that following. You don't have that no. tribe. You gotta you got build up the following. And, and Hala said it too when she was giving advice on this, she's like build a tribe before you in an audience before you come on with the podcast. And I think you're definitely doing that. Um, as well, man. what are some of the challenges that you're having with podcast? Like how do you, how do you keep up with 30? Right. And I haven't listened, I listened to a couple here and there. Right. But like quality, consistency, production, promotion, it's 30 a lot, man. I mean, I do one a week I put a lot, I put a lot of time in. I I recorded, but to be honest with you, man, I recorded 20 in the month of December you're actually okay. my last podcast of 2019 so you get a oh, you get a gold, you get a gold star for that but i recorded 20 this month and i know how hard it is i'm only 10 behind you and these are fully fleshed out researched you know like and it's draining man like how do you do it all yeah
1: yeah again like it helps that i'm pretty unstructured it's like yo come on the podcast like i'll, I'll do a little bit of research but it's very conversational so um i want to get better at structuring it and researching guests and really diving into more of a structure but um it's just a plat like i can talk all day long you so it's a it's a mix yeah it's a mix of solo episodes that are eight to ten minutes long versus interviews that are an hour long i have my boy tyler across the room from me and we We, um, hop on podcast 15 minutes and like, we just talk. Um, so I think that's the reason why I've been able to do it for now at scale. I'm at about, what is it? December. It's about December 20th. I'm a little behind. I've released, I think like 16 this month or so, but I I have a few lined up. So I'm going to start doing, doing two a day to get to that 31 for December. Um, Um,
0: do you have, do you have LinkedIn live? Do you have access to live yet? I do,
1: I do not. So, I have not applied. I, yeah, I don't know. LinkedIn so,
0: live. is. So I got LinkedIn live and I'm banging out these LinkedIn lives. And for me, that's my freestyle one. I don't do any planning on that. I literally just get sure. on and that's my freestyle one. This is structure. This is planned out. This is yep. the proper one. And I'm testing and learning with it, right? Like I'm testing and learning. What is something that you're testing and learning with uh, where you've seen something in your head where you're like, this is gonna be fucking awesome. It's a TikTok. great idea. And TikTok, right? But where's TikTok failing for you?
1: Um, consistently pulling in views. Um, I, and it's still so new that I don't exactly know what, like, yo, this is, this is a viral video like this. Like, there are some videos that I'm like, ooh, this is going to go well. And it gets a thousand views. But then, like, I released one, um, like, four or five days ago. And I'm like, I don't know about this one. And it's at about, like, 40,000 views right now. Um, it's hit or miss. But yeah the the reach is is insane on tiktok so i that's like my biggest platform that i'm like super excited about but again it's so new that it's um like there's very few people that have actually perfected it just cuz it's constantly changing but that's that's one thing i'm Constantly testing, constantly trying to um, do do new things on it, um, different different types of content. So like I'm it. excited about that.
0: Yeah, I'm. Uh, someone asked me like, why aren't you on TikTok yet? And I say for two reasons. One, I'm I'm watching. I'm a very okay. I'm a very big observer right now. Um, and my efforts where my audiences for what I do day in and day out are there. Now I think about TikTok for the podcast, right? Growing that audience. That's something I'm I'm probably going to tap into in 2020. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm watching. Listen, I, I am a student of social media. I mean, I did it for 15 years. I get it from that perspective. Um, there's certainly a big advantage to being an early adopter. And I, and I certainly applaud you and so many others for that. Sam, what's on, your, what's on your outlook for 2020? What do you got in the hopper? What's on your plans? What are you looking to accomplish in the next decade?
1: Next yeah. Year. Next
0: year, let's start with the next okay, year. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Next year. Next next decade, meaning it's twenty twenty. It's a new decade. But.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I'm really looking forward to creating my, my, my more of a structure in my life, uh, business and uh, personally. So I'm very, very off the cuff. I'm very like, yo, we'll just test this and see what happens. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it fails. I I, I have an analogy of how my 2019 has gone, and that is throwing being blindfolded throwing unsharpened darts against a brick wall and hoping some stick and i like it man somehow, somehow some of the darts have stuck so far it's actually creating a structure creating plans creating visions um all of these things that i really haven't done in the past Of which you should do it before you hop into business but again it's, it's a you, learning man. lesson yeah so going into 2020 with um with a structure and goals in mind and like an actual set step like like a process in place
0: for for the first time ever you'll you'll, you'll get there man and you'll you'll figure out what works for you yeah because what works for me may not work for you right and you'll figure out things that work and you have to do things within your comfort zone so something i wanted to talk about what are your thoughts a lot of people talk about this and there's two sides of it Mm -hmm. working for free right And, and i'm sure early on people are approaching you and they say you know what are your thoughts on working for free for an opportunity what are your thoughts on working for free
1: Yeah. So working for free, it really depends on the, I have, I have worked for free. Tyler has worked for free, my main videographer, and that is how we've gotten some of, some of our biggest gigs. Um, like I've, I've worked for free for, for Casey Adams. Um, so I, I handle a lot of his editing. So we, we talk back and forth, um, pretty much weekly and that's a great connection to have. So it really just depends on the situation you're in. Um, but even like, I, I was talking to Q about this and he brought up a good point. Like, yes, we, we offer video as a service. We do too. Um, but it's like, just because we won't offer video for free doesn't mean we don't work for free. We'll still take that meeting. We'll still hop on that podcast. We'll still take those coffee meetings, whatever it is. All of those are working for free. So I'm, I'm a huge advocate of it. Um, like some people charge X amount to even be on podcasts or have meetings or consulting calls. Like there's a lot of stuff that I do for free That's like okay, like, okay, someone has done this for me. I'll help you out. And that's, that's really where it where it is. Like, how do you bring the most quote unquote value? How do you, how do you help the most people out? Really?
0: Right. Like, say for example, I said to you, Hey Sam, I'm recording my hundredth episode with Gary V here in New York and I need somebody to shoot it. I need somebody to do the audio for it. Would you do that for free for a chance to meet Gary V and, and spend an hour with him? I'm flying out there, baby. That's <laughs> right. Exactly. Good to know that. Awesome. Sam, what does the word authenticity mean to you?
1: Yeah being authentic or authenticity. I'll say being authentic, being authentic means, you know, where you are being inauthentic in life. So this, this is something I've learned in the past few
0: months. Like there's is that self-awareness though.
1: Um, I think it, I think it plays into that. I think they're, they're not one and the same, but they're very directly correlated. Um, so yeah, being, being authentic is like living your true self and living, like living who you are and like, just not, not fronting, not faking, but also know where you are faking and then like be aware of those things and then change it. Because there's a lot of things that we go through in life that it kind of just gets like swept under, swept under the rug. And like, we don't really even realize it because we're not conscious about it. Right. So, um yeah, there's, there's a million examples. Everyone's examples are different, but knowing where those, like those sellout points are identifying those and then working on those. Um, yeah, but essentially just living your truth, not, um, not copying anyone else, not living through someone else's else's life and like finding who you are and being comfortable and being present with yourself.
0: I mean, I'll tell you, man, as someone who, who, you know, is a, is a fan of you, someone who watches your content and your growth, man, you're doing it right and you're keeping it real. I applaud you for that, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate I that. What scares you, Sam? What keeps you up at night? Aside from the monsters under your bed, but what keeps you up at
1: night? <laughs> um failing. Even though like I, I preach like, yo, you need to like I've failed a bunch. Like there's a bunch. And I've I've lost a lot of money. I've I've made some money, but like failure is so present. And I think it's something that's like I'm still working on it. And I'm still terrified of like, yo, will I need will i be able to pay my bills next quarter will i be able to pay my bills next month and like what if what if shit hits the fan how am i going to react to those things and maybe it's my um my lack of business experience my lack of life experience but it's it's scary like when you have other people counting on you too that's a whole nother ball game if i was just by myself then i'd be like if if this company goes under it goes under whatever like i i can live um but now that other people are are relying on me that's that's i think my biggest fear
0: I get it, man. And, and failure is such an interesting thing too, because, you know, everyone preaching to you, you see it all over. You got to fail. Failing is process, failing is success. Right. Yeah. And you see all these cliches, you see all the fricking quotes out there, you know, the cat hanging on to the, to the branch poster out there, but it's not about like failing is real and it's scary. And, and for me, failing is it's a motivator and a guardrail at the same time. Like for me, like a little bit, de- like I have people that depend on me big time, right. My family, and it's a zero fail mission that i'm on i can't fail and that that certainly motivates me um what is the single greatest piece of advice that you've ever received that you take action on daily Hmm, that's a
1: great question man um so recently um i think jason silva said it uh q um introduced me to this like quote or saying it's like there comes a time when especially when you're creating content online you create this online persona and you have yourself your real true authentic self and then there's two there's there's gary v and there's gary vaynerchuk there comes a time and point where it's like you can either live through that online persona and kill yourself or you can live your truest authentic self and kill that online persona. And that's really the one thing that I've been, um, trying to live every single day and really showing up online. Like I show up in real life and being my true authentic self and being there and being present and not, um, sharing things I wouldn't share in a coffee meeting or something. I, I want that fluidity in my life. Um, because I think, that's the direction social media is headed. It's very easy to glamorize your life on online. And I want to do it. Yeah, I'm trying to show, show the dirt, show behind the scenes, show everything, show what I'm going through. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's that battle between um, online persona, real life, r- pick, pick real life every time. And um, that goes into like, on the, the online persona living through someone else's lens to living through someone else and like wanting to be like them. I was like, no, like you, you are unique for a reason. So really holding on to that true, your true self is something I'm, I'm working on. And you that's do. something I strive to do every day.
0: Sam, you're in a good place, man. You're going to do all right. You, you, Thank got you, man. you. I wish <laughs> I, 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 I wish I had half of your tenacity and motivation when I was your age. I, I appreciate really do, that, man. You're 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 moving in the right trajectory. What would you say to date? You know, you've been at this game a little bit, right? You're you're starting to get it. But what would you say is your greatest accomplishment so far? What are you most proud of, man? Professionally.
1: Professionally, um, mm. I have paid right. what would be out of pocket the tuition of an out of state Harvard grad for the first year in business, and I started with my iPhone. So I started with zero dollars, and I I've been able to. To pay a pay a Harvard um, year year long tuition out of pocket uh, without. I
0: love it. That that's a great way to look at it, right? You're quantifying it. Yeah, that's like that's, that's what
1: I'm proud of, and like that it just you should be. My... Yes, net, I didn't make a lot, but it's like everything Sorry. I have is going back into this business, and that's what I'm proud
0: of. Re- um, reinvesting, man. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah yep. that's reinvesting, sure. fucking everything I have.
0: I love it, man. And what would you say is your superpower? What do you do better than almost anyone on this earth that makes you who you are? talk to people.
1: I love people. Um I
0: thrive in a
1: group setting. I thr- see I think I can thrive in a group setting, but I can also thrive alone. I think there's a balance there. But I'm like it's I, I'm a chameleon um when I when I need to be. Um I can I can fit into all groups. Um but then I can also I know how to stand out in those groups too um in a in a healthy way. So yeah, I I would think that's like that's my superpower. Like I can talk to anyone. Nice. I can communicate with anyone. Um, that's what I've like yeah. relied on like all my life.
0: And what's your kryptonite?
1: Needing to look good in front of those same people. <laughs> so it's, yeah, that's the, it's e- that's the
0: self. That's the ego. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: It's, it's the ego. It's needing to look good. It's not wanting to fail. It's, it's a big old cycle and they're, they're very closely related of, Hey, you, I can fit into every single group, but what does that group think of me? Which is definitely a double-edged sword there. Um, but yeah, I, it's something I'm getting better at. I'm becoming more aware of it, but again, it's, it's a process, but yeah, needing to look good. That's why I shaved my head actually. Um, I I'm like always, the long hair,
0: but you gotta, you gotta go, you gotta I, switch it up.
1: I love the long hair, if but you I, got good I,
0: long, I hair, long hair. You got to rock it, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep. I so I'm actually growing it out again, but I've always like, some people like rely on like facial hair to do stuff. And like, mask their insecurities i've always like relied on my hair like i've always had like either long hair or super styled hair and i'm like yo i, I love my hair but it's like the act of i went to walmart bought a nine dollar razor and shaved it off and i'm like that's just a liberating feeling um so that's that's essentially why i shaved my head actually to let go of the needing to feeling of looking good I like it. in front of others you just did it's it man more symbolic
0: but no it's yeah. cool no i dig it and sam last but not least right like some days are tough man you're losing business yeah. you're shit breaks you you think you record a great piece of content and it's all fucked up right you did something wrong your settings were off um and it's tough and you had to, maybe you gotta let people go uh and you got to dig down deep and harness that inner tenacity on the flip side of it you make that comment that you just said to me that you should be so fucking proud of that you made enough money in one year the equivalent of a harvard degree what do you look to for gratitude what is your north star sam
1: someone always has it worse than you. I know this is like, that's like, that's what pushes me through the day of like, yo, you live a fucking amazing life. Like everything could be stripped away from you, but like, dude, you, you live a fantastic life. Um, And that's what I really try to hold on to. And going back to like people around me are, are for the most part healthy. Um, And just really digging deep into the core necessities of life. Like, yo, you have a place to sleep, you have water to drink, you have food to eat. And those types of things, it's so easy to take for granted. So recently, I've really been trying to say like, yo, like, if everything fucking hits the fan, like, clients, clients don't close, blah, 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 running out of money, whatever it is, like, dude, you will make it through that everyone, someone else out there has a hell of a lot worse than you. Um, So just be grateful for life, like be grateful for everything in your life, good and bad, uh, because because those negatives like fuel the positives and it fuels lessons to be learned.
0: I love it, man. And we'll end on that note. Sam Lister, I I appreciate you and I appreciate your time. Uh, I love watching your journey. I mean, it's awesome. I mean, I could see it from where you started to where you are now. And it's exponential growth. And I really do agree with you that you would not get the same experience and life lessons and business lessons if you were in university and i applaud you for doing you you keep it real you keep it honest and i look forward to uh maybe getting you on camera getting you up in new york and doing some shit together in 2020 man
1: yeah man let's do it adam i really appreciate you having me on for the kind words and everything you're doing keep killing it
0: awesome sam and where can folks find you where could they connect with you where could they learn more
1: yeah, they can learn more. Website is blankslatemedia.com without the a in blank and any social media at Sam Lister with two underscores at the end. Uh, primary platforms are LinkedIn, Instagram, and TikTok probably, um, but don't sleep on the TikTok game. It's it's coming in uh, strong in 2020. Um, but yeah, as, as a whole platform, TikTok is very underrated still. Um, wow. But yeah, any any social medias, I'm here always uh reach out and i'll I'll do my best to reach out back
0: (laughs) great stuff sam lister everybody sam thanks for coming on the podcast i appreciate you and to everyone listening thank you again for joining us on the podcast please follow us on all the social media channels you know where to find us click link subscribe remember what sam and i are doing take your online offline be kind to each other take care and catch us next week for another great episode of the podcast wisdom is forever but for us it's time to go thank you for joining us luckily We'll be back with our next episode jam-packed with more incredible humans. For more info, please visit www.nhptalentgroup.com.